at the Sydney Cricket Ground. One man shot under pressure. This is where goal. The best kind of goal. What a legend. What a champion. G'day and welcome to the Maybe Daily. Are we going to keep Maybe Daily, Mace? Now, we know we're coming out weekly. We've committed. We have. So we're all we in. Have. I like the name too in. much and I'm too lazy to change any of the graphics. And you know what? I was thinking about this with names. 7-Eleven used to be open from 7 in the morning to 11 at night. And then when they went to 24 hours, they're like, well, we're not rebranding. So they kept 7-Eleven. I like it. The commitment. And also, we're a very convenient one-stop shop for all your sporting nonsense. So we're sticking with the Maybe Daily. And we've told our dog, we've told our neighbour that it's maybe <laughs> daily. Right. Yeah, yeah, I know how to spruik this podcast. <laughs> well, welcome, Mason. Let's get stuck straight into it. We are sponsored by mintsports.com.au, as Ahoy. always. We're also sponsored, thankfully, by Carl and Pup's Noosa Tours. <laughs> Come on down to Carl and Pup's Noosa Tours for all your Noosa punch-on needs. <laughs> we start this episode as we start every episode with a prayer to the sporting gods, Mace. Let us pray. Let us pray that Mark Scud the Pooh Philippusis gets all the credit he deserves for being in Sisypass's box. For whatever it is he's doing there. What is he doing in there? <laughs> Not much. Teaching a fellow Greek Adonis the Kumasatra <laughs> B-sides. I don't know. Anyway, keep doing what you're doing, Pooh. Let us also pray that serial winner and part amphibian Eddie Jones leads the Wallabies to victory <laughs> in a World Cup year. Can look like a frog. Doesn't he? And let us pray that Peter Bowles' B sample miraculously returns a different result. Oh. It's not going to happen, is it? Not happening. No one spikes your Dr. Pepper with EPO, dude. <laughs> you got to inject the stuff. Spag bowl is proper cooked. Let us pray. In the name of Scott Draper. Scott Draper. Andrew, Andrew Illy. Illy. Chris, Chris Guccione. Guccione. And, and Sam, Sam Stoza. That was pathetic. Ah, uh, pen. Uh, pen. <laughs> Who's that was pathetic? Is he an old tennis player as well? <laughs> yeah, that was pathetic. He was. Um, he was actually another Greek player. He was a doubles player. <laughs> pathetic. Good serve and volleyer. That's pathetic. Dan, that was pathetic. Bundled out in the first round. That's pathetic. <laughs> Always bundled out, aren't they? Bundled out? You don't lose the first round, you're bundled out. What's going on there? You're bundled. How'd you go? Got myself in a bundle, got bundled out. <laughs> Sam Stozer was always bundled out, wasn't she? <laughs> One of the biggest myths in Australian sport yep. is that Sam Stozer was a choker. Biggest myth ever. Because chokers are people who are really, really good and stuff up when they should win. Yeah. She just wasn't that good. Nah, she wasn't great. Instead of celebrating her US Open victory... And going, oh my God, what a fluke. Australia got a Grand Slam winner. Yeah. Every time she was bundled out, we'd be like, she's choked. Nah, that's her level. She's shit. And she won one. We should be lauding her, not deriding her. Anyway, let's buy the buy. She felt like a player who would always be on court 23 at the Australian. Yeah. Maybe you'd be on that back court and there'd be a load of Swedes supporting yeah. a ranked 400 Swede out there. They're the best fans ever. Yeah, they are good. That's where she belongs. I, I snuck into the Oz Open one year on those back courts. You can sort of Frosby flop over the back fence. That doesn't sound like you. And I fell over. Frosby? I plopped right next to the security guard, looked at him, he looked at me, and he turned and just looked the other way. <laughs> he wanted no part of me that day. I'd had a couple. I was going to say, man, what has he seen? I distinctly remember trying to buy a Legionnaire's cap off one of these poor ball kids. <laughs> I was like, mate, give me your hat. I'll give you another one. I'll, I'll replace it, mate. It's part of your uniform. He was terrified. He was getting accosted by a stranger. He turned away as well. Yeah, it wasn't good. <laughs> mate, it's, uh, it's been a big week. A week's a long time in life and it's an eternity in sport. How's your week been? It's been good. I'm back interstate in Sydney. Yep. Back where I belong. It's been a- Back in the ute. Back in the ute. It's been a couple Good. of scorching days up here. Very, very hot. Very muggy. But um, You handle the heat pretty well. Oh yeah, I'm really enjoy. I really enjoy you that. Love it. It's my favourite favourite time of year. You just whack the black Richmond hoodie on and go for a jog. <laughs> Wrap yourself in plastic bags oh. like uh, the bloke out of 
in <laughs> silver, silver lining playbook. playbook. Good movie, actually. Yeah, not too shabby. Sports references. But I actually, um, one of the highlights of this week, I got called, um, I called the fart doctor at work. Excuse me? You wouldn't believe it. <laughs> I kind of would, but what are you talking about? <laughs> Someone just called me the fart doctor after I dropped one at work, so I'm guessing... What are you doing at work? This is... <laughs> We're four minutes in and you're already doing this. What are you talking about? I don't know. I just, yeah, you just went, mate, you feel like you're a fart doctor or something. Are you sure you didn't say you need to go to a fart doctor? <laughs> Maybe, but I took it as like a positive and like I got a doctrine in methane or something, but that's, you know, that's for another podcast. <laughs> I don't think it is. <laughs> Imagine that oh, podcast. I think that's inside voice stuff, mate. <laughs> the methane hour with Dr. Tamine. <laughs> Out of curiosity, how would you go to check up at the fart doctor? Like, is there a breathoscope instead of a stethoscope? That's more the halitosis doctor. <laughs> what do you do? Check your non-vitals. I think you're right. Big tube up the old doit. Oh, God, let's move on. Let's move on. <laughs> but it's been a good week, but it's all about the tennis, Sonny. Yeah. It's all about the tennis. Yeah, it has been. We'll get stuck into that later. How's your week been, mate? Yeah, good. I actually, mate, bizarrely, I went to the Goldie. You! I went to the Gold Coast. Yeah. For a bit of a like a family holiday, first time we've actually yeah. really ever had a family holiday in our adult life, and I made a great mm. discovery, Mason. You'll be very excited mm. to hear this. I say discovery. Tell me. I'm not bloody Magellan. Like, I don't know if it's a discovery per se, but <laughs> went and visited my old man with my brother. And my dad goes, "Ah, there's a box here of Billy's stuff. Your brother. Oh yeah, cool. Uh, it's been here for twenty years. We don't know what it is. I'm like, okay, so you're choosing now to bring this up? Great, no worries." <laughs> So we rock up, there's this plastic tub, and it's just full of just inane bullshit, just old paperwork and stuff like that. Right, right. Including, incidentally, mm. a good behaviour bond notice from the year 2000 for me, from the courts of Queensland, <laughs> from when I got done for sneaking into, with a fake ID, into the casino in the year 2000 to watch the, the Euros. I remember watching Carol Proborski's wow. Chips in Portugal and getting arrested, wow. which was uh, not fun. Anyway, we discovered... Why do I keep saying discovered? Yeah. I'm not fucking Mary Curie. <laughs> you blow the dust off it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've got to choose the right chalice or a big rock will come rolling towards us. No, but my brother Billy had his mm. old diary from 1984 to 1987. So when I was two wow. to about five, when wow. he was, what, seven. And mate, wow, there are some gems in there. Some absolute well, gems. Oh, please. Do you want me to please. read one? Do you want me to read I one? I need this. Yeah, I need it. Right, right. <laughs> we might need to get a sting for this. We might need to get like a little, little jingle or something. Yeah, we need a jingle. Oh, well, 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 you guessed it. It's Billy. Perfect. So I open it up. The, the inside of the, the actual book. Is that a Bible? <laughs> it looks like a Bible. It looks like the King James oh Bible. God. Oh, my God. And there is nothing holy in here. But the inside. Was he born in the Romans era? <laughs> what is that? Yeah, it's all in Latin, but I reckon we should be able to decipher it. <laughs> so it says on the inside covering, the inscription before you even get to the diary component says, Billy's. If you touch the next pages, you'll die. I'll personally make sure you die. <laughs> All right. This should be a, a real romp. Amen. Uh, <laughs> okay. The first diary entry. You know what? He's already made the mistake, though. He's got no, he's got no lock. There's usually oh, a lock on yeah, the diary. Yeah, that's true. Come on, Bill. When I was a kid... My locked safe was an itty-bitty bin with a padlock on it. No one would ever be able to break in. That was the trust in the family. It's oh, <laughs> awful. Everyone's got, everyone's got everything locked up in the house. Everyone. And there's my safe. Hang on. Your dad's got one too. Yeah, yeah, we've all got one. We put it all out. I put my wallet in there. I put my phone. I just had six foot of grape hubba bubba in there. I don't know what everyone else had. <laughs> He bought you like a Nintendo for Christmas. You're like, oh, yes, I'll go quickly put it in my safe so no one else can ever have it. Takes me half an hour just to get into my room. It's like the start of Get Smart, just trying to get into my bedroom. <laughs> you do the thing. <laughs> I got my ear up against the wall with a glass trying What's to crack that noise? the code. It's... I got the fart doctor's stethoscope. <laughs> click, click, click. Anyway, do you want a, do you want a Billy's diary? <laughs> I can hear you. 
clicking away. Oh, I can't get to sleep. Someone's clicking next door. Yeah, he's just trying to get his safe open. What's in there? Oh, my pillow. I can't sleep. <laughs> Pack it up, Papa. <laughs> Got to keep it safe. All right. First diary entry. This is notes from the underground shit. 24th of the 4th, 1985. Wow. Last year in winter soccer, I scored two goals. Then the next entry, that's it. Then the next entry is the same day. He's doubled down and he says 24th of the 4th, 85. This year, no, sorry, it starts with a with in felt pen. It says soccer rules. Underneath it says, this year I have scored 18 goals. My best goal is one of a top shot goal up high in the goal. Not bad. There you go. Do you want one more? Do you want one more before we move on? I just love the arrogance. Oh. Just the arrogance. I have scored. He starts by saying how much he's improved. <laughs> uh, last year I only nabbed two, but this year 18 and I hit him in the bloody postage stamp. It's nearly a haiku, that last sentence. It really yeah. is. <laughs> As in indecipherable and no one cares. 25th of the 8th, 85. Wasn't even born yet. Unbelievable. You're going to wish you weren't. <laughs> this is quite a long entry, okay? This is as long as they get for Bill. This is a page, okay? Billy's diary. How much space is between the words? Oh, mate, there's some uh, there's some interesting spelling, but he's got the gist of things. 25th of the 885. Cool. So he would have been... That's what I was going to ask. So he would have been seven when he wrote this, okay? So good. On the 17th of August, my dad went to Queensland to work. When he got back on the 23rd, he got us a present. For me, Sonny, and Mum. A safe. <laughs> he got us a safe each and told us to put our diaries in there. It will make things hard for me to write. No. On the 23rd, he got us a present. For me, Sonny, and Mum. I got a car that if you pull back and let it go, it is EXO, man. No idea what that means. No idea. Was that a term back Exo? then? EXO. EXO, like excellent? Djokovic, he was EXO EXO, man. Oh, it's like excellent. I think You're so. so EXO. That's good. It's EXO, man. My brother got a book called The Emperor's New Clothes. Okay, by the way, my dad's getting me a, <laughs> the, the book in 1985. I am two and he's getting me The Emperor's New Clothes. <laughs> Just give me a safe, dude. <laughs> Far out I've just done the maths there But you know what You're talking to someone I got my daughter Her first Christmas When she was six months You know I bought her A dictionary That's good Is it? Very good Is it? Yeah, not really. I'm going to look up And see if EXO's in there So I got the Emperor's New Clothes My mum got a big fat book I think Because she is fat Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> no. No, I he swear did not. on my brother's diary. <laughs> I also got this diary oh, and a Queensland set of books. Okay, so he's just outlined that dad doesn't know how to give gifts for shit. He thinks mum's packed on a few. <laughs> it's all over the shop. And he's got the diary. So we might have to, throughout the course of the... Uh, throughout the course of the podcast, we're going to have to delve that into... Is. That was Billy's Diary. <laughs> That was amazing. That was amazing. Oh, well, 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 you guessed it. It's Billy's Diary. We'll have to delve into Billy's Diary a little bit more, all right? I'm glad we got it. Fantastic stuff. Should we get into the week's headlines? Roger that. All right. Are you For the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world, ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's get ready to rumble! Meg Lanning returned to the Aussie cricket setup and helped the good guys crush Pakistan in both white ball formats. Australia implemented a record equaling nine bowlers in their last T20 mace. Nine? Nine. I've played in pub <laughs> cricket games where there's been less. 
So they've all had a bit of a trundle before <laughs> next month's World Cup in South Africa. Big wave surfing, where local on-duty, you heard me, on-duty lifeguard Luke Shepherdson took out time from packing the bong to win the prestigious wow. Eddie Icow event in Waimea Bay. No way Bells is bigger than Waimea, bro. We might need to discuss that later, Mace. We'll unpack sure, it. Sure. We'll unpack it. Sure. That seems to be the, uh, the sporting term du jour. We'll bundle it. We'll bundle it out. <laughs> Once we unpack it, we'll bundle it out. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Cliche corner. What is the soup du jour? It's the soup of the day. Mm, that sounds good. I'll have that. NBA now, an Aussie watch where Ben Simmons was copping it back in Philly. He came out of his shell in the second mm. half for the Brooklyn Nets, but not enough to get the win against his old team. And in a country known for poor gun control, our Ben remains the only man in the States reluctant to shoot. Carl sure Stefanovic and Pup punched on where the rainforest meets the sea. I think we're going to have to talk about this later as well. Oh, for sure. We really need to bundle and unpack We that. need to unpack and bundle. Really it's do. just too weird not to. <laughs> it's the best. Okay. It's my favourite story of the year. BBL finals are here, and not a moment too soon, a monotonous tournament sprung to life with the addition of Aussie stars and something to actually play for, namely the finals, and a blistering Steve Smith who's been lighting it up. Dan Christian announces his retirement, a bloke who's won absolutely everywhere, Australia, Caribbean, England. Star. Hidden star. Mate, he'd win the chook raffle without a ticket. (laughs) Gee, it's a long comp, the BBL. 56 games, and you can still make the finals in a losing season. Come on, guys. Typical cricket. Long, yeah. long. I've always maintained cricket would be a great sport if you didn't have to play with cricketers. Ah, pen. Ah, pen. Golf this week proved what we all know. They can't do feuds for shit. The face of the PGA, <laughs> Rory McIlroy, confronted live signing and golfing uber villain Patrick Reed in a heated exchange on the practice tees ahead of the weekend's Dubai Classic. <laughs> as far as heated exchanges go, this was pneumonia-inducing. Did you see it? <laughs> I didn't see it Mate, it was a huge it. confrontation Basically they stand next to each other And Reed flicks a tee in the general vicinity of Rory McIlroy Like a two inch piece of plastic that goes nowhere near him No It's pathetic Couldn't oh. crush a grape in a fruit fight, mate Honestly The only fighting I want to see on a golf course is between Bob Barker and Happy Gilmore they just seem like dobbers to me, all of them. Oh, yeah. He flicked the tea at me. Oh. He flicked the tea at me. Oh. Go and count your millions. Who cares? I don't want a piece of you. I want the whole thing. <laughs> a weird mobile was given the Young Australian of the Year. Love that. And it's about time they gave it to an athlete. Mobile now joins a very rare select group of athletes to have won the award, including just... Rugby player Mark Eller, swimmer John Sieben, powerlifting Paralympian Dan McIntyre, swimmer Duncan Armstrong, sprinter Kathy Freeman, <laughs> archer Simon Fairweather, swimming Kieran Perkins, hockey playing sprinter Nova Paris Kneebone, swimmer Ian Thorpe, tennis player Leighton Hewitt, motorcycle racing Casey Stoner, sailor Jess Watson, Paralympic swimmer Jacqueline Freeney, footballer Sam Kerr, and tennis player Ash Barty. Gee, you reckon Australia likes its youngsters to play sport much? It's about time they did it's it. It's about time. <laughs> Mate, that's dead set. The, the award's been around for about 41 years and more than half of them are Incredible. athletes. Incredible. Sport doesn't mean much here. This is why they all wrongly get lumped into being called role models. Just let them play sport. That's right. What do you want to do then? I want to dance. To netball now where the Aussie Diamonds win their seventh quad series, albeit controversially when officials failed to witness one of the Kiwi goals, scrapping it from the scoreboard. You're kidding. Hey guys, it's an internationally televised sporting event. Just (laughs) saunter over to the sidelines and check out a replay. (laughs) We'll wait the five seconds it will take to watch. (laughs) Unbelievable. What were they looking at? That's crazy. Show some respect. It's NFL playoff time and we are nearly at that time of the year where our one friend who claims they're an NFL fan bangs on about who's going to win and why. And to that one friend, may I just say, save your breath. You're not a fan. You work from home on Mondays and you punt on it while it's in the background. I don't care where you think Brady's going to end up. To baseball, speaking of not caring, the best of Australia's local crew will be taking on the Major League All-Stars team in Japan this March where they're going to battle the likes of hitter slash pitcher Shohei. Otani, touted to be receiving Mace in the region of half a billion dollars in his next contract. I can't get over the money in baseball. It's crazy. It is incredible. Next time you're about to admonish a kid for throwing food about the place, there's 500 million reasons to think again. They're giving it to a Japanese bloke. What do you you mean by that? (laughs) I actually don't know. I said it and then realised I didn't know. It's not just that you said it. You're like spat. 
the word you ejaculated with venom, the word Japanese. They're giving it to a Japanese bloke, are they? Or are they giving half a billion back to the Orient? <laughs> Typical. Jesus. You round eye, you corky. You're so Caucasian. <laughs> my inner racist came out. <laughs> you know. That was an Audi, my friend. Get back and cut the umbilical cord. All that money and they're still wearing leather belts, though. Hmm. And rope necklaces. What is all that about? Have you seen every picture wears a thick, chunky rope necklace? Is it for balance? What's going on? I don't know. So much weight. So much weight. <sighs> yeah, it's... Yeah, I of don't know. all things. I don't like them. Yeah, I'll like tell you what, I don't like them. <laughs> Ipso facto, I don't like them. I don't like it. I'll tell you who I do like is Sam Kerr, voted third best female player in the world for the calendar year of 2022, which augurs well for a World Cup year on home soil. If we could just ramp up funding for our national cloning program, the Matildas would be sitting pretty. (laughs) We began a program to clone you. Cool. What have happened to cloning? Oh, that was such a... Remember Dolly the sheep? That was all the rage in the 90s. Cloning what? Such a good point. The Scottish guys just like, hey, we've dead set replicated an animal. Everyone went, fuck, that's impressive. What's next? Don't know. Do you want to listen to a podcast with Joe Rogan and Elon Musk? I hear he smokes a doobie. It's like, where have we gone? Do you reckon they watched the news for a good month and went, yeah, we don't need any more of these idiots in this world. We don't need it. <laughs> we just don't need it. With no more cloning. I think drones became clones to drones. Cloning became droning. Interesting. It became dr- <laughs> the other thing is, why did they start with a sheep? <laughs> of all animals in the world, can you think of another animal that looks more identical? Just give me a hundred yeah. sheep. I'd be like, uh, yeah. so which two did you clone? <laughs> uh, the fluffy white ones. Next. <laughs> Bullshit. That's why we haven't heard anything. It was a joke. Uh, yeah, it's Dolly. Yeah, she's the same as... Um, uh, the one next to her, Molly, whatever. Anyway, we've cloned it. See you later. We're going to the pub. Sure you have, guys. <laughs> to AFL now, where Daisy Pierce retires a legend of the game, premiership captain, pioneer. She oh. can now look forward to the next chapter of her life, presumably dealing with the backlash of a multitude of cretins ringing into SEN to complain that a woman is commentating on their Friday nights. <laughs> oh, yeah, g'day, Dwayne. Tony from Essendon here again. <laughs> Love the show, mate. Love the show. Just want to say, ever since Seven got rid of Duck Friday night, it's a fucking joke. That's <laughs> the folks list. All the people who complain about <laughs> female commentators always talk about their voice, and they've always got the worst voices. Oh. Hey, that Daisy Pierce, her voice, oh my God, it shattered through the good China, Dwayne. And Dwayne, we don't even got no good China. Her voice, oh. Oh, but while I've got you, while I've got you, Dwayne, well, what do you reckon about Bomber coaching again? I reckon he and her would make a dynamite package. Well, Joe, I don't know about Hurdy, but uh, thanks for the call. <laughs> Bataki Ham coming your way, Tony. I'm a long-time caller, first-time listener. Your mum used to call SEN, didn't she? She did. She did. She never used her real name. She called um, Tim Watson a wanker live on radio. It was fantastic. She could, she was known as Rose from Doveton, but I'd always <laughs> get messed. I'd instantly get messages of people saying, was your mum just on, oh, even yeah. though she's faked the name? Oh, yeah. Was your mum just on radio? Yeah, yeah, What she said, call herself Rose? We've got Rose from Dubton here wanting to uh, call Watson a, a bit of a wanker. <laughs> she also wants to discuss Kevin Bartlett's BO. That's after the break. <laughs> she, he kept calling Andrew Simons, Andrew Simmons. Oh, no. Rest in peace. Friend of the pod. Roy in peace, yeah. And she couldn't ha- handle it. Rose from Dubton just started boiling out of her. And she called and just said, Tim, it's Simons. And then it, they got into an argument. Oh, Tim Tim kept saying Simmons. Tim kept saying Simmons. And that's what induced her call. Yeah. And then someone said, what, when you think of Tim Watson, do you think of Wanker or Tosser? And she said, I think of both. Pretty bad for him to be calling him Simmons. Apparently he calls his son Job. That's not good. Job recently started the Alliance of Magicians an organisation that blackballs any performer who reveals a magician's secret. To football now, where Dwight York has been sacked as coach of A-League team MacArthur after describing the unit as a pub team. (laughs) Sorry? In other news, apparently Dwight York was coaching A-League team MacArthur. (laughs) I have absolutely no idea. Did you know that? (laughs) No idea. Wasn't he, wasn't he like a bit of a pisshead anyway? Like, wasn't he a party boy from Trinidad? I don't... Yeah. Where was the... I should know this. Yeah. Ma- Where is this? MacArthur, you're a pub team. Sorry, what? You're, are you our coach now, Dwight? He got unveiled at Penrith RSL on a Friday night just between bingo. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, Dwight's a new coach anyway. Yeah. Dan Christian's just won the chook raffle. <laughs> oh, shit, didn't even enter. 
to basketball now in the local comp, the NBL, where the Cairns Taipans mm. do a manly Warringah and refuse to wear LGBTQI rainbow patch oh, on their jerseys. Yeah. Just a patch. Just a patch. Not going to wear it. Hey, it ended well for Manly, so get on the Taipans for the spoon. To snooker now. You heard me. Where 10 Chinese wow. snooker players have been suspended for match fixing. Suspicion was raised when viewer numbers tripled to a sum total of nine people watching snooker. <laughs> How much cash is getting dropped on snooker that there's like a lucrative <laughs> cheating scandal? What's a snooker player get paid? Must be a bit. They look like they have to return the tux as soon as... like. It totally looks like a bunch of waiters in the back room who are like, there's a nice table. Really Reckon we can does. get a game in. Really Fucking hell. Why are they wearing tuxes? <laughs> it's unbelievable. You know what I'd like to see is an attire swap where the baseball all-stars have to wear tuxedos. <laughs> the whole time. And the snooker players have to wear the belts and the rope chains. Probably get in the way of using the cheat stick. The Texas tuxedos. Yeah, I yeah, like, I like it. And finally, it's been a big week in sport where my Monday night indoor football team, the FC Diggabats, continue their unbeaten run with a three-all draw against arch-rivals approach with caution. <laughs> Shock horror. Everyone's going to be an arch-rival. And Mesa's inner city Barata win the Thursday night premiership against bitter rivals South Sydney Spartans. Congrats, Mace. You won your basketball comp. Thank you, mate. Yeah, won it. One loss all season. Ooh. It was just... Was the loss against the, real the team? Close. Was the loss against the team you played in the it finals? It was. It was. Wow. So we went 2-1. 2-1 record over them. Mate, wrapping tomorrow's fish now. We're up by about 10 and then they came back and got up by one and then they we were in the bonus. So we got some fouls, got up by four, game over. Mint, how was your game? Just crashing the boards? How'd you go? Just working the paint, crashing the boards, coming on for a minute, then going straight off, no cardio. It's yep. perfect role. Real Just role player. Using Real some junk player. in the trunk, Barkley style. Oh, Love yeah. Shouting well, abuse. congrats to you and the other four superstars in that starting five. I assume you started. This guy has a heart of gold. His brother's a retard. He reads to him and takes some pretty pictures. That's the big week in sport, but we'd start unpacking the suitcase of sporting stories this week with the annual luggage that is the Aussie Open tennis. You can't be serious, man. You cannot be serious. Let's get into some tennis talk. Let's do it, mate. Let's do it. I'm a bit... Um... I'm a bit um, disappointed there wasn't any Croatians versus Serb fights. That's what I'm used to when I watch yeah. the Australian Open. Where's it gone? Where are the flare boys? Where are the flare boys? Where's the punch-ons in the in the well, you know in the lunch area? Where is it? There's been a bit of that Where with the it? whole like pro-Russian stuff and Djokovic's old man and, true, and these things. True. So be careful what we wish for. Hey, did you happen to see at the point of recording? <laughs> we actually don't know. We're basically just at the start of the uh, the Aussie Open final. I can safely mm. assume that Djokovic. You know, uses a timely bathroom break when he's in trouble and possibly a medical timeout. Plays possum and ends up winning. Of course. Bounces the ball 50 times. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, the crowd absolutely crack up at some banal fucking attempt at humour. They're the worst fans going around, tennis fans. Oh, shocking. They're this, like, so sycophantic. And I get that you need a release. Like, you've had to sit there for three hours in silence. Yeah. But if someone comes up and is like, I wish him luck uh, in the next tournament, but not uh, too much luck. Ah, they go <laughs> off like they're a fucking Richard Pryor concert. <laughs> Calm down. Really this isn't do. Seinfeld's tight five. Oh, and they've still got energy at 4am. That game that went till 4am. Yeah. How would the, the ball girls be? All boys. <laughs> all ball boys. <laughs> They'd be drifting off. Sissipas nearly hit one. Did you see that the other day? He Did just he? hit a, an errant ball in anger, and that's disqualification style. So if you oh. actually do strike one, because Djokovic has oh, done it a right. few times. Oh, that's right. He's done it a fair few times. Yeah, the great Djokovic oh, yeah. that we all love. Here's something I thought I'd never say. Mm. Did you see the Belarusian against the Kazakhstani women's tennis last night? Did I ever? It was a hum dinger. It was a classic. The ladies' final was a belter, wasn't wow. it? Wow. Both was flags she... I've never seen. Looking in the corner of the TV, just looking at those flags, I was just like, who are these people? New countries? Well, are the Belarusians allowed a flag or are they blank? Because they're part That's of the whole what Russian it was. scenario. It was just white. Yeah. So they used it. Like the IOC, when they allowed Russian athletes who could prove they were clean, cheers, uh, they would put the IOC, <laughs> like the Olympic rings, as their flag. But the Aussie Open is allowing Russian and Belarusian players, so they just put up a blank flag because they don't want to be pro-Russia. That's what it was. And the Kazakhstani one is basically, you know, you would have seen it in the credits to Borat and much else. I feel so sorry for Kazakhstani people. Oh, my God. It's so hard to, like, every time she hit a winner, I'd be like, it's nice. Oh, man. This is not good. That was a cracking match. Fantastic match. Amazing. Did you happen to catch any of the, in that match, the ladies' final, mm. the chair umpire? 
the cocky Aussie, Tom Sweeney. Yeah. Mate. Big Sweeney he's on dog. on pretty good terms. Old, <laughs> old Sweeney Tom. Sweet chair Sweeney. <laughs> old sweet chair Sweeney Tom. <laughs> oh, mate. Old sweet chair. sweet chair. At one point, like, he's trying to get people to sit down. He's like, guys, oh. any seat will do. Any <laughs> seat will do. Sweet chair Sweeney. <laughs> he had all the old duck ladies tennis fans just tittering with whimsy in the bleachers. He old did. sweet chair. <laughs> Very good terms with himself. I like that. Congrats to Sabalenka. What a win. Yeah, great. She's a, she looks like a piranha, though. She just I could wow. not stop looking at her face uh-huh. and thinking piranha. It's a pretty good looking piranha <laughs> for where I'm sitting. It's truth. That's a handsome Maybe piranha. I don't get out enough, but you can send me to the Amazon. I'll dive in the river. You could tell I was riveted by the tennis. Well, I was just thinking, yeah, she looks yeah. like a goddamn piranha. What vicious flesh-eating fish do you reckon she looks like? Yes. Mm. Sure, I love yeah. this time of year though because come this final weekend and it's not as much with Djokovic because we've had we've been, you know, absolutely blessed with uh yes, I just said blessed with Federer and and <laughs> Rafa and these blokes. But every time yeah. finals come around it's like everyone's an expert for that hour. Oh, he's got to get away from his forehand. Oh, yeah. Get to the net. Get to the net, Sissipas. Come of on. Sport. It's that kind of sport. Hey, question though. Answer. Is he the most hateable goat? We've had this question this weekend. Great question. Friend of the pod, oh, Funky the pod. Whiff. Good friend of the pod. Floated it. And I think this is something that we need to uh, <laughs> unpack at some other stage because it's a cracking line of questioning. The most hateable, greatest of all time. Well, the debate is whether he is or not. Yeah. He might be the most successful, but he's not necessarily the greatest. I think you can differentiate that. But yeah, it's an interesting one. I mean, I think by the very nature of athletics and sport, you probably have to have a bit of hateability because you've got to be so solely focused on yep. yourself and winning if you are the greatest individual in some sport. But, yeah, I don't know. Like off the top of my head, it's hard to think about. It's hard because he is a very good tennis player. Yeah, he goes all right. He's very good, but there's no I just there's no connection to him. No, he's a turd. Yeah, he's a shocking bloke. Shocking. I pure, straight, hate you. But God damn it, do I respect you. So his opponent in the final, Sissipas, Scud's little <laughs> protege, he's been on a weird pro-Australia PR run here to try and get the crowd on side. Oh, he's talking yeah. about Margot Robbie in the post-match. Uh, did you see, Did you? I think it was after his quarterfinal, saying he might want to move here when he retires. But more importantly than that, he wants to fund and build schools in Victoria. <laughs> what? Do your research, mate. It's Victoria. <laughs> it's not outback Uganda where we need like... Another orphanage in a well. What are you talking about? The Greek Mandela. What's he talking about? We don't need any more schools. We don't yeah, need it. Yeah, it's so weird. He's in the press conference going, I'd like to build some schools. We're like, yeah, no worries, mate. Fill your boots. We don't like, need any good. more kids in schools. Have you seen the traffic <laughs> at 3 p.m. on a weekday? Sort it We're bearing the lead here a little bit because we've stuffed the trophy cabinet for the year with our first major trophy oh, in the Aussie men's doubles. Haven't we? Jason Kubler and Rinky Hijikata, their names. <laughs> their names. Dinky die Rinky. <laughs> Dinky die Rinky Hijikata. Proof that anyone can play and win doubles. They just rock up and win it. They beat a duo from tennis powerhouse nations, Poland and Monaco. Wow. Jeez, I'll tell you what, in the world's worst bloke, Cluedo game I'd be going oh, I'll take the tennis player uh, In Monaco With a doubles partner Oh yeah Sounds like a lovely chap Are they the new woodies Sonny Are they the new woodies The goodies oh, yeah, The goodies yeah, yeah. The goodies The goodies, the goodies. They it. look like very lovely Lovely gentlemen The two of them They do look lovely What's Australia's love affair With doubles <laughs> We've always had a good Doubles pedigree Really have that last, did you see the last point? Oh yeah, of the of the final, oh, the goodies, the new woodies, the the nudies, <laughs> mm, maybe not. They just rock up nude. Yeah. <laughs> right, my theory on Australia's prolific double success is yeah. that growing up, unlike a lot of other nations where it's hard to get a game of tennis, you know, mm. we're lucky enough. Again, we've got the the climate and we can afford it. Like I had a mate whose family had a tennis court. I think most people would have had someone or somewhere yeah. they could have played tennis. Yeah. But it's not that one individual. So you play when you have a barbecue at their house or a few beers or whatever, and you all just play a bit of doubles and whatever. Like it's kind of, of more of a social thing. So everyone would have played ah, a bit of doubles in their time. That's so that's kind like of why that. we might have a bit of ah, 
success in it. That's a really good point. But doubles in general is, I don't know, it's sort of the B-grade wet rag of sport a little bit. Yeah, it's the game you go watch when you can't get into the Philippouses versus Moya. <laughs> it's the game that's on after every other game. <laughs> that's right. So it's like, ah... Oh. Bugger, the quarterfinals straight sets and it's midnight. What's on? I don't know, but this guy from Monaco's teamed up with a pole. You want to watch that? Not particularly. Serve volley, eye formation, over. Serve volley, eye formation, over. Stop wearing visors, Brown you're Brothers. Right. It's like you're on Margaret Court and you're like, I wonder who's playing all today. Oh, mate, we've got tickets to the tennis. It's like getting the understudy and watching the producers or something. Tonight's role will be played by Mel Gibson. What? Mel Gibson in the producers? <laughs> I need tickets to that show. I need tickets. I think he's ad-libbing. I would love to see Mel Gibson as the producers. I want Lethal Weapon Mel as well in the producers. Yeah, and the Lethal Weapon soundtrack. (laughs) It's just saxophone in the background while he says anti-Semitic slurs. and Everyone's like, I don't think this is what Mel wanted. Which, Mel Gibson? No, Mel Brooks. This isn't cool. You keep checking the panel. This was the producers, yeah? Yeah, I didn't know they uh, referred to these Shylock yids in such disparaging terms. Oh, Mel Gibson in the producers. Not good. Not good. So we got the doubles, then we got Mel Gibson in the producers, and then we've got Philippus versus Moya. What a night out. What a night out in Melbourne. City of culture, most livable city. We've got a Broadway show and then we go on the tennis. Who have you got? Oh, we've got unranked doubles and Mel Gibson being racist in the producers. Oh, fuck, sign me up. Lastly on the Oz, I went with a friend, Sean Top, friend of the pod, one year. Toppy. And we're watching Stefan Edberg in doubles. Mm. Stefan Edberg and the other guy. Can't remember. Yeah. And he was all game. Toppy's like, I'm going to do it in the next, what do they call it? Change of ends. Thank you. Next change of ends, I'm going to start the 10, 10 to 1 chant, the countdown, and start the wave. Oh, no. And I went, don't do it. Don't do it. And he's like, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Starts it. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2. By himself, full, full stadium. No one did it. No. No. No one. Went around three times. Ho! And as Jared and Edberg would have done it on the bench. <laughs> Just those two. That's so bad. So embarrassing. We were deep in the crowd too. Ho! Like pointing around the arena waiting for someone. Then just sat down and got a clap. <laughs> and got a clap for it. <laughs> the best! Tennis crowd! The best! It was yes, brother, <laughs> bravo. Twats. Code violation. Unsportsmanlike conduct. Doubles in general is a bit like, did you ever play at school a sport called Newcomb? Do you know what Newcomb is? Oh, it sounds so familiar. No. So Fridays at school, it was Friday Arvo Sports. And if you, you know, you played cricket or you played football, you know, if you didn't play that, if you weren't in either of those teams, you had to play a sport. So you'd play volleyball or you'd play t-ball or whatever. (laughs) But if you were really, really no good, they would say, look, don't play volleyball. You're only going to cop it. So there'd be like five kids off in the distance playing Newcomb. And Newcomb is effectively volleyball, but you can catch it. So you're just throwing the ball over the net and catching it. So not volleyball. So just not a sport. (laughs) That's nothing. Really? Yeah. And we also had, now that I think about it, T-ball, when we play T-ball, if if you missed the ball, which is on a tee for those playing at home... Teed up for you, ready to hit. If you missed that three times, there'd be a massive, like, inflatable ball that you'd kick. So T-ball became kickball. Oh so, like, God, hey, just kick one. That. We did have yeah, that. Yeah, you remember that? Oh, if you had to kick it, it was sad just the shame. Yeah, the shame. The shame on that shame. kick. And then you'd always have, like, the one sort of, like, bully kid who'd be like, no, I'm going to kick it instead of hitting the ball. And they'd, like, yeah. hoof the ball 40 <laughs> yards. And you're like, oh, man, you've even taken kickball away from these dweebs. Get ready for a broken fucking head shoot. Should we talk all things Pup and Carlos or what? Oh, yeah. Okay, how do you want to start this? Well, (laughs) it's the best. 
It's so it's weird. It's like Bigfoot footage, by the way. The footage of the... <laughs> no, it's been, the grainiest stuff ever. The grainiest. Hey, just quickly. Yeah. Just quickly on that. Mm. Why isn't he called Big Feet? Oh, he's got two he's of got them. He's got two of them. Anyway, food Bigfoot. for thought. <laughs> That's for another podcast. Sonny's Musings. Brain Dome Activity. Why do they call him Bigfoot? He's got two feet. <laughs> Was he hopping around? Was that like his technique of getting around? Like, ah, he's a big hopper. The hopper, yeah. He's a bit of hopscotch man. Hopscotch is another thing I don't understand. Shocking. Well, you throw Shocking. a rock out there and then you just hop on all of them? Do you have to do maths? I don't get it. Yeah. Maybe you should inherit that into Newcomb. So you've got a hopscotch as you try to catch oh, the ball. Hop, hopscotch, Newcomb kickball. Hopcomb. Crikey. Hopcomb? <laughs> New scotch. Nuke, nuke scotch. <laughs> I reckon the nuke nudies would play that. <laughs> the nudies would play that for sure. So for anyone who hasn't yeah. seen this footage, it's basically wow. grainy footage of Pup getting smacked by his girlfriend for cheating on her and Carl Stefanovic is, I think, drinking Bundy cans <laughs> in the foreground <laughs> on the Black Rats. So Carl. good. And he calls him Carlos, which I love. Oh. Because you know that that's like a term of endearment amongst the boys. Like, hey, Carlos. Carlos. Yeah, hey, Carlos. And really? this, this one had some spite to it. Like, fuck oh. you, Marlon. Fuck you, Carlos. <laughs> it does. It really does. Come on, what an over from Shane Warne. Grab some people. Grab some more people. Fuck you, mate. I reckon Carlos might have had some loose lips. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Mm, Maybe. Look, I don't like talking about domestics, but you know what? It's Carlos and Pup, so I'm going to take the mick out of it. Sure. I did have my times where I'm like, oh, should we do this? And I'm like, yeah, no, let's really talk about this. Because there is some amazing hilarity in this video. 100%. So for starters, how does he do his hammy? Like, how injury prone are you? He's standing there, and all of a sudden he just grabs, like, it looks like he's got gout. He's just hobbling around like a Bigfoot. The hammy walk is unbelievable because you're getting mixed up in the fight. He just pings it out of nowhere. Walking. Yeah. To the fight. You know what I reckon it is? I reckon it's actually a psychological ploy to to look a little bit weaker. So he gets a bit of sympathy and empathy subconsciously Uh, from his combatant. Yeah, right. So, for instance, when I'm walking like down a side street at night and it's dark, I realised this the other night. These two blokes were coming up. I wasn't intimidated, but I was like, okay, there's a couple of guys coming. I started chewing imaginary gum. (laughs) Like, yeah, right, I'm tough. Look at me. I can chew. I can masticate like a bovine. I don't know why I did it. And I realised, I think I do that every time. I just walk past Chew and like, oh yeah, don't mess with me, mate. I'm moving it's my jaw. Like a, it's like, yeah, How weird is that? It's really strange. It's like you don't care. Like the care factor for these two. Yeah, yeah whatever, whatever mate. Like, you two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Try and mug me. <laughs> watch too many old westerns or something. <laughs> yeah, watch me pretend to put my teeth together and there's no gum inside, yeah? Check it out. My God, that guy's chewing. He's terrifying. He must be tough. Yeah. <laughs> Any women listening to this would be like, oh, yeah, I have to cross the street with my keys in my hand. So feel for you. Just try chewing fake juicy fruit. Works for me. Take a sniff, pull it out. The taste is going to move you when you pop it in your mouth. Juicy fruit is going to move you. It juice the salt, it gets right to you. Juicy fruit, the taste, the taste, the taste is going to move you. Isn't Pup like, he's not a pup anymore. He's this grumpy old Jack Russell that's blind and deaf. He's just like, he's just, <laughs> he's just so annoying. How angry is he all the time? Let's get back to this footage this night. Because, okay, so a couple of things. In the reporting of it, people defending it go like, now, now, they weren't pissed. They're not gacked oh. out of their brains. They just, they just sat down for dinner. He's tops off. <laughs> what dinner are you going to? We're like, yeah, mate, I'll just grab the wine list and um, some bread for the table. And here's my shirt. What are you talking about? Just sat down for dinner. They're outside and his top's off and Carl's drinking Bundy cans. What are you talking about? By the way, I'd like to go to that restaurant. Oh, really would. What a restaurant that sells shirts. Oh, and I'll get the XXL Van Heusen in the light blue, thanks. 
with my steak. An hors d'oeuvre of a singlet. The, one of my favourite of the highlights of the thing is the cameraman telling his wife to shut up. At the start of it. <laughs> Shh, we're on gold here, Dale. <laughs> we're making a lot of money now. What are you filming, Darren? Shh. Don't you worry your pretty little head about it, Dale. <laughs> I've got Carlos on the cans. Oh, oh, not enough Carlos in the footage, though. Not enough Carlos. And also, uh, Bucket's friend of the pod of said the pod. to us the other day, the only way Carlos could have been better is if he started calling him Koshy. <laughs> Calm down, Koshy. No, no, no. Like, what a great slur for Carlos. <laughs> Koshy. <laughs> hey, Carlos, what are we selling? <laughs> Pup, don't start. You know exactly what we're selling. <laughs> Are you in need of a holiday or a nice dust-up at Nana's to keep your family at arm's length? <laughs> Come to see me and my mate Pup as we douchely guide you around the city of your dreams, Noosa, where you can bike, ride, canoe, and while drinking Bundy cans, punch on and even do a hammy every second day after all those activities. <laughs> hit me, Carlos. Hit me, Carlos. Hit me. <clears throat> Hit me with some crazy prices for a family of four to stay and enjoy this beautiful sunshine up here in Noosa. I'll even come to dinner with you as part of the package, but don't tell my missus that. <laughs> Carl and Pup's Noosa Tours. <laughs> Where you'll be fighting to stay here forever. Come get looser in Noosa. <laughs> Have you noticed in that as well, Pup says multiple times, I swear on my daughter's life, I didn't do it. I swear on my daughter's life. Does he? And then the next day he's like, yeah, I did it. I regret it. It's like, oh boy. (laughs) Michael. Michael, that is not a card you want to be pulling out, Michael. Illusion, Michael. Mm, Trick is something a whore does for money. I watched that footage and it led into me that night starting the test series. Oh, Sammy. have you watched the doco? I watched it. And have you been suitably uh, indoctrinated into the cult of Australian cricket? Oh, my God. The weirdest bunch of blokes I've ever seen. Mate, cricket would be good if you didn't have to play with cricketers. Oh, my God. Yeah, I know. Manus and Smith. Yeah, not right in the head. They would be so dumb if they... They would be complete imbeciles if would they be. didn't know how... <laughs> Doing him a few favours there. I get him a mixture between Lloyd Christmas and Harry from Dumb and Dumber. Oh, yeah. Those two Lloyd together. Christmas and the Menendez brothers. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm not sure if they're like complete psychos. They're, they're cricket psychos for sure. Yeah, cricket Sweep psychos. Sweep shot. Way off. <laughs> so swim, swimmy. Sl- slippy. Slappy, Simmons, 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 Swanson, Swanson? Maybe it's on the briefcase. Look on the... Oh, yeah. It's right here. Samsonite. I was way off. As far as Puff Piece propaganda goes, it's highly watchable. Oh, it was a mate. Yeah, it was, fan- it was a fantastic doco. I love anything that's in a sanctum. I like anything that's in the Absolutely. change rooms. You know, coaches Absolutely. midweek mic'd up. Give me more of that. Maybe give me a little bit less of like... You know, Dave Warner's a good dad, sure. Um, you know, Uzi's parents can cook a mean curry, whatever. Marnus's faith. Oh, Marnus, you're religious, are you? Awesome. Go and turn up for us, would you? How's all that with the eagle on the... I just I started visualising him at home speaking in tongue when he walks in the door. Hey, Dale, what's for dinner? <laughs> chicken, chicken. Can I have a chicken sandwich? Yeah, I love that half of it's in English and half of it's in Pig Latin. Like Afrikaans. <laughs> She serves him a duck. <laughs> Not a duck. It's in a clean bowl. Oh, no, clean bowl, duck. Didn't want that on the Is menu. Is it cold? Did you put it in the fridge before you gave it to me? Well, you know you know what she'd serve him, yeah. yeah. The, the, the two takeaways I had from that whole series was Manus toasts his... Sangers and puts them in the fridge, which you know is controversial as hell. But I actually don't mind it that much because I've had some cold oh, toasted sandwiches. I don't before. mind it. The other one was: Do you remember when they're driving in the car and <laughs> Pat Cummins has just been given, you know, the uh, the cliched second most important job in the country as the Australian Test captain, and then the Prime Minister <laughs> with the most important job in the country adds him to a WhatsApp group. Oh, so it's Scomo, Pat Cummins, and Coach oh. Langer. Wow, fair triumvirate. And ScoMo sets up the WhatsApp group and calls it The Legends. 
What's going through his head? Unbelievable. It is wild. It's one of those things I can't really fathom. Imagine Pat. Oh. What, was he, what is he getting receiving from ScoMo? From ScoMo. ScoMo just wants to be around the rooms. <laughs> ScoMo would be sitting there going like, oh, can oh. I go to Hawaii? Or do you reckon the boys need me to be 12th man? <laughs> I'll, just, I'll just ask them on the legends. Hey, legends. Need someone to go fine leg to fine leg? I've only got bushfires and economic recession oh. and COVID to deal with. Although he does have a lot on his plate with about 40 different interior minister positions. But yeah, I'd love to know ScoMo's FOMO. Every day oh, he'd just be, be texting. Mate. Every day. ScoMo FOMO. He would just be texting going, oh boys, wish I was there. With you. And then you'd have Alfie just being like, hey mate, really appreciate your support, mate. <laughs> Meanwhile, Pat Cummins has left the group. <laughs> I'm glad my mates are looking after me. Imagine if you had a... Speaking of Langer, though, how are all the slow-mo shots of Langer sort of looking paranoid around yeah. as they're talking about... There's one <laughs> shot of him, like, grinding pepper. He's grinding pepper, and it's like he's been told he's the next one to be shivved in Pentridge or something, <laughs> like, waiting. Yeah. It's the weirdest footage of him. The three things that aren't given any attention are basically... The stooging of Langer, the dick pics of Tim Payne, and the Hobart test. It's like, and there's the Hobart test. Eight seconds later, let's go to Uzi's house and see if his mum can cook a tandoori. Oh, that's right. I didn't even notice that. There's nothing. It was great. Well, it wasn't the most captivating cricket to show. Like, this year would be a hell of a one to yeah. follow. The thing that they do yeah. have, though, which I hope they do, is follow the individual. Because they had, when Marnus made his debut... And was this shy, weird kid. Now he's like an extrovert, weird kid. It'd be good to actually follow their careers. And you could do it into, into retirement too. Like when Warner goes, yeah, you know, cool. he plays with his kids and does some yuck yucking on Fox. But yeah, there was a hell of a lot going on. Hell of a lot. Hey, a bit of, um, speaking of musings like you had before, got a bit of a cricket musing. Just thinking of it then. Mace's musings. Mace's, Mace's All right. musings, I like I it. I like it. Mace's Musings Thinking Thoughts Why don't cricketers wear shorts? Mace's Musings Thinking Thoughts Like when we used to live together and we'd be watching like an overseas tour at three in the morning, you'd just invariably every test at some point, it was like bingo, I'd scratch it off the list. You'd lean over and go, hey, what would you eat if you were playing? What would you eat at lunch? Every time. Say it every time. I know the answer, but for some reason it makes my heart warm. Roast beef roll, maybe a bit of a salad, unless I'm batting, in which case just fruit salad and vanilla ice cream. <laughs> you say keep it light, keep it sugary. Time. It's so good. But I reckon you've asked me before about the shorts and it makes sense until you dive once and you're like, oh yeah, I've just <laughs> dived on my leg and sliced it up and I have to do that for the next seven hours for five days and get sunburnt. And you know what, thinking of that, you did give me a pair of cricket whites one year at Meredith. And How comfy are they? By golly. Wow. Mate, they're the best. Feels like I'm wearing nothing at all. Nothing at all. Nothing at all. <laughs> Stupid sexy Flanders. My mum actually, out of this, at this family holiday on the Gold Coast, I was wearing my cricket whites around, as you do, because they're comfy, and I'm a creep and a weirdo, and I'd take my toasted sanger out of the fridge, I'd text the legends, and she's obviously <laughs> clocked that they've seen better days, these creams, right? Yeah. They're not so cream anymore. So in the mail, a couple of days ago, I receive a new pair of cricket whites. Amazing gift. No. But here's the thing. Cricket whites these days are so brilliantly aerodynamic and comfy mm. that they're basically see-through. And as you know, I haven't worn undies since I was 10 years old and <laughs> shat myself on the front deck going to school with anxiety. <laughs> oh so God. 30 years on, haven't worn undies. And I'm like, well, these are around-the-house creams because if oh, I yeah. go out to bat and little Sonny Mun is just taking guard, I'm in a lot of trouble. <laughs> little For starters, they'll realise I'm not wearing a box. I just visualised you living with a midget. Called Little Sunny Mun. Mini Mun. <laughs> I love a little Mini Mun in your house. Just get Mini Mun to get it. God, one's enough. <laughs> That's yeah. right. Cloning. Please stop. I shall call him Mini Me. Can I quickly tell you, I know that you don't think surfing's a sport, but can I tell you about the Eddie Eye Cow? Do you know about this? 
No, tell me everything. Sounds like a fake name, doesn't it? So the yeah. Eddie Icow, he, he was he was a prolific lifeguard who lost his life. They had this amazing journey from Tahiti to Hawaii back in the day where their boat capsized and they're just in the middle of the ocean. And he was like, nah, I'll go get us help. And he paddled off by himself. They got rescued in the meantime and he died. He never came back. Whoa. But it's basically a big wave comp on the north shores of Hawaii. So the waves have to be more than 20 foot all day to qualify. They get up to 50 or 60 feet. 50,000 fans line the shores. This is the 10th time it's been run and it's an invitational. So just to get invited is an honour. So you can't just rock up and say, yeah, I'll do it. Because otherwise you'd probably have a truckload of CEO business women. Or men. (laughs) Or men just, you know, trying to do it to satiate their ego. Like the mass amounts of these turds trashing Everest as they take down Sherpas. I shouldn't, I shouldn't. That's for another time. Love how you get sidetracked. Oh, I just I saw something the other day about all these fucking businessmen trying to climb Everest just to circle jerk when they get to the fucking base camp, and it really brings me down. Anyway, this 27-year-old bloke, Luke Shepherdson, he's a North Shore lifeguard who's on duty, right, around the corner. They're the busiest lifeguards in the world. They literally save thousands of lives every year because it's just these tourists go to Hawaii and don't know what they're doing. Right. Anyway, yeah. if you see the footage of him winning this comp, he's in his lifeguard outfit, because he starts the day saving people in the ocean up the road, literally saving lives. But because the lifeguards are paid by the city, he can't call in sick and then try and win this comp because they'll all know that he wasn't sick. So he uses his annual sick leave to surf his heats and then quickly get on the quad bike, go up the beach and do surf life saving. Keeps qualifying. So he has to keep saving lives, then coming back up and surfing. Wow. He ends up winning it, eating into his annual leave for a few hours, serves a 50-foot wave and is the complete hero. He then goes straight back to work for the afternoon shift. <laughs> Who is this man? I know, Luke Shepardson, absolute legend. sports story. Oh, huge legend, local dude. Yeah, quintessential Hawaii surf lifesaver. Like, yeah, cool. Just so stoked to be everywhere. He finishes his <laughs> shift, cooks his family's dinner and just goes to bed. Like, there's no prize money, not, not a heap. It's just a proper sports story of some modest young fella who loves the ocean and respects the elements. And, oh, it's just so mint. That's yeah, it's sport. so cool. It's a classic of, how was your day, Dale? Wow. Yeah, not bad. Saved 19 lives <laughs> and won the most prestigious big wave surfing comp on the planet. Oh, yeah, good. And I got called the fart doctor. That's the levels that I'm at. <laughs> Cop that, at. Luke. Cop that, Luke. Oh, very good. Well, we pretty much caught up with all the, the weekly sporting action, mate. Are you pretty happy or what? Yeah, pretty happy. What have we learned, Sonny, this week? What have we learned? Oh, shit. What have we learned? Not much. I'll tell you what we learned. Yeah? You can still be a prick even when you've done a hammy. Oh. <laughs> Just thought of that Not right a there. Bad learning. I think we've learned that if I'm drowning, I want Luke Shepherdson paddling out to save me, <laughs> on or off the clock. And if I ask for a GP, I want to make sure it's the fart doctor. <laughs> That's right. If you are listening to this, and if you're not, how would you know that I've said it? So that was a stupid thing to say. Hey, you listening to this, feel free to follow us and subscribe on Spotify and other platforms. Apparently it really helps, but I wouldn't know. We've got socials and we don't know how to use them. We're at maybe (laughs) underscore daily and the underscore is two underscores because the other one was taken. So good luck finding us. So search for that. (laughs) The email is at maybe daily at something. Who knows? Mace's phone number is 0402084. We'll put up some skywriting later. Let's get on top of this and you guys can get in with all your questions and we'll give you none of the answers. But until next week, I think we'll have another crack at this. We'll see if we can learn a bit more. I want you to stay mint because I love you, Mace, and I'll see you next week, maybe. Stay mint, Sonny. Cheers, Digger. That's too formal. G'day, legends. Bold call. Bowling first today. Legends.
I would have done the same. Legends. You legends want to ask the curator if he needs a hand. I'm happy to transfer executive power from the curator to me. Normally I don't hold a hose, mate, but I'm willing to for you legends. Oh, and tell Manus. He'll understand. Legends. What do you think, Jenny? Should I send it to these legends? Oh, good call. One more legend. Legend out. Go!